0: Welcome to the Wellbeing at Work podcast, where we help you optimize all aspects of well-being in the workplace. Hi, my name is Alejandra Hernandez. I'm your host for today. And we're going to talk about burnout, this word that as this point has turned into a buzzword. We're going to talk about what is burnout and how do you as a company leader, how do you as a manager identify burnout in your team? One of the problems is oftentimes you don't know that your team is burning out until it's too late, until you have a resignation letter, until you have a project completely floundering, until you have people arguing with each other. And so the point of this podcast episode is to go over simple ways for you to identify if your team is burning out. Now with burnout, we have seen over the past couple of years, a lot of transition in the workplace and people, and therefore the increased use of this word. It's no secret that many companies are understaffed, have continued to be, have eliminated roles and added the work onto other people. And maybe you're one of them listening to this podcast. Maybe you as a company leader may be on the verge of burnout as well. And if you are, it impacts your ability to lead your team. So my goal for you is to listen to these tips and identify if you are burning out and how you can support yourself through it and also identify if your team is burning out. This is a part of a much larger issue that we have at hand. And so we're not gonna go into all the complexities. I know that you as a manager have a lot on your plate. I know that you as a leader have a lot on your plate. So I want to be able to give you these red flags that you can look out for so that hopefully you can navigate burnout and get yourself to a place where you can save yourself, but also support in your employees not getting to that place. Now, what is burnout? Because we talk about it all the time in the career space, in the workplace, what is burnout? Burnout as defined by who the World Health Organization is a syndrome conceptualized as resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed, its feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion, increased mental distance from one's job, or feelings of negativism or cynicism related to one's job, and reduced professional efficacy, meaning lower productivity and producing the kind of results that are not up to par than when someone is feeling well. I want you to remember this definition, the one I just went through, because that is going to allow you to remember the three things I just went through to know about burnout. By definition, three aspects of it, feelings of energy, depletion, or exhaustion. Number two, increased mental distance from one jobs or that feeling of negative about your job, cynicism about your job, the company, and so forth. And then the last one, reduced professional efficacy. So when you think about burnout and for your team, here three tips for recognizing burnout in your team or in yourself. Number one, a decrease in engagement, AKA less productivity, lower performance. So let's say for you, if you know that things are beginning to slip through the cracks, if you know that the things that you used to go an extra mile for are no longer within your capability, like you don't even feel like you have the capacity or the bandwidth to do those things anymore, you're beginning to see some signs of burnout. So are you also seeing odd behavior in your employees? Like, are you looking at your employee and you're looking at, let's say, Rebecca, and you're like, that's not like her. It's not like her to do those things. It's not like her to perform in that kind of way. And I encourage you, to dig and really ask questions and see what's going on and refrain from judgment and refrain from idolizing certain people. And I've heard what I mean by that is, for example, there's some managers that we talk to that I've been in conversation with who then think that by telling their employee like, Rebecca, I expect so much more from you. Like, I'm just disappointed. I'm concerned. Like, what what's going on? You're leading with your disappointment and that's going to make it difficult for someone else to feel safe and like they can really express themselves to you because people don't want to feel like other people are disappointed in them. That's not a good feeling. It's one of those things that actually sucked more for me when my mom would say I'm disappointed than when she would be angry at me. Because disappointment is a really difficult emotion for you to blame on someone else. So I encourage you to not, that's a side rant. I encourage you to really refrain from words like that when you're talking to your employees. But look and see, are any of your employees beginning to showcase different behavior that is unlike their usual performance and usual productivity levels? The other thing, that's tip number one. Tip number two, regularly complaining and cynicism at work this is so crucial. And one of the biggest red flags that I see in companies is then they normalize this. It becomes normal to say, I'm so stressed. I'm so overwhelmed. Like They just become things that people say all the time at work. And if you're in a workplace where people throw the words around stress, overwhelm, this is too much. Oh my God. Just That kind of word and energy behind it, you've got some issues with burnout and you've got some issues with a work culture that promotes burnout and a work culture that promotes burnout will never thrive and succeed at the levels that it could, because it also means you're going to have high turnover, low retention. People are going to bounce out of there. Number two, with the regular complaining and cynicism, pay attention to people's language, what they say at work, where people make it funny and joke about how much work there is to do and how stressed people are. That can become a very addicting thing to do. People then become addicted and it becomes a part of the culture to be stressed and overwhelmed. And human beings want to fit in, generally speaking. And so if stress is what fits in, stress is what people will do. It's contagious. It's also why when people are generally happy, other people start to get happy because that stuff is contagious. That's another way to see if your team is burning out, if there's regular complaining and cynicism. And if you as a company leader are the one exhibiting those, you better believe that that is going to trickle down. So check yourself as well. Where are you exhibiting this behavior? And number three, people leave work even if they like the work, even if they're with people that they enjoy. And number three, if you see that people are leaving if you're scratching your head and you're like why are people leaving or another way if you're blaming people if you as a company leader going oh my gosh these people are just so sensitive nobody wants to work anymore people just come and go there's no loyalty if you're saying those words I highly encourage you to start looking inward, start looking at company culture, because those statements and those words are not going to help you increase retention. It's not going to help you ensure that your turnover remains low because all that's doing is blaming outwards. That's not actually a solutions-oriented mindset, which is what company leaders should practice on a regular basis. Solutions-oriented, meaning what is going to support me and having a solution long-term to the issues that I'm seeing. Blaming externally, which I, I actually see quite commonly, is not going to help. So if you notice that people are leaving, despite the fact that maybe they even enjoy the work that they do, And maybe they even have friends in the workplace people that they enjoy being with if people are leaving you've got to start asking questions that go outside of blaming other people but start asking questions about the circumstances the environment that is leading to that behavior aka quitting these three tips a decrease in engagement less productivity lower performance, regular complaining, regular cynicism, and people leaving despite enjoying maybe the work and despite in having some friends are big red flags that your team is on the verge of burnout. Now, what does it look like once your team or once you or once another person has burnt out? What it looks like is you may have someone come in and they have to take paid leave or they put in their two week notice and you're completely shocked. Or maybe they don't even put in a two week notice. Maybe they just go, this is my last day. I cannot do this anymore. All of these put you in a difficult spot because now you have another person that's left the door. So how do you begin to really see not only the red flags for burnout, but how do you begin to support your employees through that? Have conversations with your employees, talk to them. If you're beginning to see that decrease in engagement, the less productivity, the lower performance, talk to them, you know, what's going on, asking them questions. Is everything okay with you? Is everything okay with your family? Is there something at work that is proving to be very challenging for you? Asking these questions, the more conversations you can have with your employees, the better because it builds connection. It builds trust and trust is the foundation of any relationship, any relationship. I think one of the things that we're learning collectively is that work relationships are not different than outside of work relationships. You need to be able to communicate well, you need to be able to have trust in any relationship and that includes in working relationships. So have conversations, understand where is this decrease coming from? Is there too much on their plate? Regular complaining and cynicism, is something that comes on a cultural level. So you have to check yourself. Where are you doing that? How do you begin to support people in actually managing their stress? How do you begin to support your employees in understanding what their workload is? And then last when people are leaving, use up those exit interviews and ask very specific questions that could be in regards to burnout, Hey, I noticed, um, you know, did you enjoy your work? Did you enjoy some of the people that you worked with? Yes and yes. Okay. Do you feel like you had too much on your plate? Do you feel like the expectations we had of you were unreasonable? And if you want to swap out the word unreasonable, do you feel like the work expectations that we had from you were too much for what you were able to do? Do you feel like, this is another question here, do you feel like we equipped you with the appropriate resources to accomplish your projects? As we go through a huge transition in work, in workplace culture and how we navigate work and how we view work, we have a huge difference also in generations. And that's why I really went heavy on the blaming thing because I hear it a lot. I hear a lot of the complaining and blaming externally oh, it's the Gen Zs, they're always on TikTok, they just want everything right now. And I'm not saying that you're wrong and I'm not saying it's not true and I'm not saying it is true. I'm simply saying it's not helping you. As a company leader, it's not helping you. It's not providing a solution. It's not helping you get to a solution. So how do you get to a solution? With generational differences, you're having millennials and Gen Z come in and they're not tolerating the burnout. They're leaving, they're saying bye. I don't need this. I deserve better. So, whether or not you believe it's right, it's important to see the differences in generations and their behaviors and what they're willing to accept from work. Burnout, people's well being, as younger generations go into the workplace, they're not willing to sacrifice their well being for work. And being that we are all about well being at work, we don't think that they should either. And we don't think that you should either, which means we get to change the game. Because many people who would just accept burnout and move on are no longer doing it. They're leaving to other companies that are supporting them much more. If you see these three red flags, start having conversations with people, start assessing your workload as a company leader, and start delegating what needs to be delegated, and have a proper conversation with whoever you report to, and say, my team's on the verge of burnout. We know what happens once it gets there. People leave. I wanna stop this train in its tracks, and I wanna be able to have more time to turn this train around. You're also gonna have to make powerful requests as a manager, as a leader, to ensure that you can steer your team correctly. And it's important that you recognize that this is incredibly productive for you to do, because when you lose people on your team, you know it sucks. You know it sucks to have an empty seat. And then you have more of that work being distributed to other team members that are already on the verge of burnout. And guess what pushes them over the edge? This stuff is not individual. This stuff spreads. Negative, negativity spreads, but so does positivity. So does the help and support that you can provide. So ask for what you need to as a manager in order to be able to put more time in having the conversations with your team members to see what the source of the issues are and how you can address them at the best of your ability. Maybe your team is overworked because you're understaffed. So you have to rework what is needed from the team in order to ensure that they stay, in order to not have them burn out because they will leave or they will stay, but they will give you below the bare minimum. You don't want bare minimum and they don't wanna give you bare minimum either. That's the thing too. Your employees don't wanna give you bare minimum. It freaking sucks to give bare minimum. It sucks, it doesn't feel good. Part of work is to feel like we're contributing, to feel like we're doing something, contributing, creating something meaningful. So when we can't do that, it sucks. So it's a vicious cycle where nobody wins. Recognize these three red flags, start having more conversations. Don't just bypass the regular complaining and cynicism. Address them by understanding what is the root cause. And then keep a solutions-oriented mindset. How can I solve this? How could we solve this? Those are my three tips and how to resolve them. I hope this was helpful for you. Put at least one of these to practice this week. I'll catch you in another episode. Bye. If you found this podcast valuable, we invite you to check out our free checklist, the five action items to optimize your workplace today. You can grab yours over at www.optiwellbeing.com. That's O-P-T-I, wellbeing.com. Get yours now and we'll see you there.